welcome to the Earth Within podcast. I'm your host, Sophie French. This podcast is a place for expression and reflection through the landscape of cyclical living, creativity, and attuning to nature's rhythms. With conversations and concepts to support you to live your most sensational seasonal life, embracing your uniqueness. Take a breath, earth your energy within, and welcome to today's episode. loves in today's episode i'm in conversation with the beautiful amazing loretta an artist and mother and a previous client of mine living in bliss in queensland so we cover the creative processes her creativity and motherhood especially as a projector mother and speak through the unlearning and deconditioning using our human design strategy and authority and so much more Please know there is a trigger warning. Loretta shares her story of baby loss. So please check in with where you're at today or join us in another episode. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome, beautiful Loretta, to the Earth Within podcast. It is so wonderful to have you. I know we've been in conversation about having this conversation for a while as we've been walking through the secret garden together. I've been getting to know you and I can't wait for other people to get to know you and your magic as well. <laughs> um, so as we begin, I'd just like to introduce you to everyone um, by reading a little bit of your bio from your website. So you said, I love photography, writing, music and human design. I think perhaps my create." My greatest creative expression has been mothering my three beautiful children, homeschooling and creating a life for them that is full of magic of childhood, raising them in a way that just feels right to me and trusting my instincts in all the ways. We love to travel, go camping and adventuring in the Australian landscape is our favourite. We have had many incredible experiences with lots more to come. While we're at home, we spend lots of time outdoors with our animals and using our beautiful property to play. It's a wonderful space and I'm so grateful to be raising my children surrounded by nature. Mm, So love welcoming you. I wonder how you are today and I'd love to begin with the question of what are you loving creatively right now? Hi Sophie, thank you so much for having me. Um, so right now I am of course always deep in the creative world that I am in mothering my children Um, but also for me um, on the side I am always um, improving and growing and finding new things I just can't help it Um, so at the moment I'm focusing on my photography and um I'm about to step into videography at the moment. So I'm really excited to try and play and see what I can create. So cool. Yes, you take the most amazing photos that are full with warmth and really take you to the place that you took them. I mean, if anyone, yeah, really go and check out beautiful Loretta's space and page and portfolio because, um, you know, like you've shared with me, in other conversations, there's that real pull towards the warmth and the glow. And that really 
comes through and I wonder how it will um, come through in the videography as well as you explore that. And it's so exciting going into a, yeah, yeah. a new skill and expressing in a different way. Um, you know, I wonder what has drawn you towards videography in a way. Is it that, you know, the fo- the photos have a stillness to them and that you'd like to explore more with the moving I really, Sophie, in everything that I do and everything that comes up, it's just a little whisper that comes from within me and I don't understand why mm. or what it's going to turn into. It's just this little niggle I get and I think, okay, I need to follow that. And usually if I ignore it, it just keeps coming up. <laughs> so mm. I have been ignoring this for quite a while and it just keeps like niggling and I'm like, I I'm 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 full right now. Please just can you can we just slow this down? I'm full. Um and I think now I just feel like I have space. And so now it can become a part of my life. Mm, that's so beautiful. I love how you've spoken to that creative process where we're in conversation with our creations and it's like you've been hearing that call but we don't always have to answer straight away we can be like go to voicemail like just let me be and I will come back when the time and the energy is ripe and how lovely it is to recognize when space opens up and then the creation can come to full bloom or you can really give it the attention that it um is asking from you because there is a season, you know, and a cycle for everything as you know, that I love to speak to. And I wonder as, you know, I'd love to hear more about your story and, you know, what has brought you to this place of beautiful creativity, you know, dabbling in human design, your love of music and photography um, over the years, especially in motherhood, you know, if there's anything you feel that's really been either an anchor or a learning for you over the years of motherhood so far and your creativity? Oh, Sophie, this is a big one. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so sit down, everyone, and buckle <laughs> in. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll start from the beginning because I just can't start halfway. Um So as a child, I was surrounded by creativity. My mother and father are both singers and musicians and I had that little spark within me. I loved it. It's what I wanted to be forever. I wanted to be a singer. I would perform in front of crowds. I was, that was me in my life. And then, um, I don't know what happened exactly, but that little spark, died and I didn't sing didn't create I didn't do anything I would have considered myself not creative and I became I guess even as a young as young as eight years old I can remember feeling anxious depressed just not in a good place and so I continued on like that for years all through my high school years, young adult years. Um, And my husband and I now, we fell pregnant with our first child very young. Um, And we 
luckily were very happy and loved each other and the relationship grew stronger because of that and we grew together and now we've you know we're settled um and we were trying to conceive our second child um and it took a long time it just wasn't happening and so we it was that was the whole nother story like for me was terrible the trying to conceive was just horrific horrific part of my life um and so we 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 turned to synthetic hormones to help me fall pregnant and I did I fell pregnant and at 20 weeks my baby um passed away inside of my tummy um and so I birthed her um and during during the labor um it was such a it was I can only explain it as I didn't want to let this baby go out of my body I I didn't want her to be dying I didn't want this to be happening and at the same time my body was forcing this child out um and there was a moment when the pain was getting extremely bad um and I think thinking back now it must have been in transition um but I kind of blacked out and I went into this black environment like I was my body wasn't there no one was there it was completely black and I thought I had actually died at the time I was terrified I I was thinking what happened did I hemorrhage how did I die is this death I'm staying here forever now it was going through my mind and then I just remember thinking I want to go back I want to go back I don't want to die and then all of a sudden the room started appearing again in sections and it was getting faster and faster and faster and in kind of a whirlwind I was back in the room and looked straight at my husband and he's just terrified his eyes were just terrified thinking what just happened and I said Murray I think I just died I is something wrong is everything okay and then I could feel myself going back again and I was in the I was in the darkness again, but this time I wasn't afraid. I was just kind of okay. I'm here again. What is this? Um, and I kind of just sat there for a while, just wondering, kind of maybe knowing that I would go back again. And then again, the room appeared section by section by section and in slow motion at first and it got faster, 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 faster and then wham, I was back in the room, nurses wandering around me, my husband there and just after that moment my obstetrician pressed down on my stomach and my child came out and they handed it to me Um 
and we looked to see if it was a boy or a girl it was a baby girl and we both just absolutely sobbed and held each other and obviously yeah um but at the same time it was it was this deep deep loss and grief and also deep deep love because she was there and she was perfect and we were meeting her and we fell in love with this baby um so then after that after while I was in recovery um I I kind of just had this new feeling um this new realization that my body is not all that I am. There is this whole other, if you if you want to say dimension or this whole other thing that's not what I look like, what clothes I wear, what house I have, like all of those things. There's something deeper, something more. Um, and I guess I just had amongst the grief and pain and the loss of my child, there was also this gratitude that was just kept coming to me and I just felt grateful. And walking out of the hospital, which I have done a million times um, for all of my appointments, I've walked out the same door, uh, birthed my other child there, I walked out of it the hospital and I looked out at the trees and I it was this strange strange feeling that oh I'm here I'm actually present in my body I'm actually in this world now and I feel like before that I was some kind of cut off from or protecting myself from previously uh maybe trauma or whatever and so I was if you will rebirthed maybe you could say and so I had a long road of grief to to go through um and then once the grief subsided it was just pure gratitude that was there that was left and love for life and just this awareness that there is so much more than what we see um and then my husband and I had another little baby girl who healed our hearts and we kind of think that our little baby came back to us and so we we get to keep her this time our little ivy um and so we got married um at our own at our home when Ivy was a baby and I um I created the whole thing so I did everything myself and I just thought it was really easy I loved doing it it was fueling me um I wasn't stressed at all it was just probably one of the happiest times in my life 
Um, and then after we got married, people were asking me, you know, who did your wedding? And I would say, oh, I did it. And they'd say, well, you need to do this professionally and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, well, that's nice. Um, and then after everything stopped, there was a hole. There was something missing. Mm. It was like, what is this hole? What? Um, and so I intuitively just that little niggle came up inside of me and I just bought myself a camera online. I thought, I'm going to be a photographer. I don't I don't know. What is this? Like, Loretta, what are you doing? <laughs> You're not a creative. Um, but I did it and then I started just throwing myself in and that was that just I needed that. It was just creativity needed me and I needed it and it was just that was it now. And that was the medium that I guess if you want to say my soul or my heart mm. led me to or my intuition led me to. And so now I couldn't imagine doing anything else. It's just me forever now. And, yeah, here I am. That's now we are today. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing so bravely and so vulnerably your story. I think, yeah, just noticing how you've resourced yourself throughout and tapping into that creative well was like this realisation, like you said, creativity needed me and I needed it and that farm almost that comes with trusting the niggle you know, and following intuition. And also, like you say, being in each season as you are with deep grief and deep loss. And then when you said about, and when the grief subsided, all that, you know, was left was this pure gratitude. And then, you know, the birth of your daughter, Ivy, and how you feel like that returning of almost, I heard a sense of and this might be true or not, but like a completion or a, um, yeah, of you feeling really grounded in where you were in life, you know, and then creating your wedding and then people noticing that, you know, how beautiful. And I know you as a projector, just having that recognition and then what comes with that and going, moving with that momentum almost, both the external momentum internal momentum and then that that being a union um that brings you to your photography that you're like you said is a long this is a forever thing like you said this is me forever like and I feel the same way in my um creative pursuits and my passions it's like this is a long-term path to walk and this is why we endeavor to be so self-sustaining and tune into what is alive or what is also falling away because like you shared before it's about that making making space and the listening and the real tuning in and so um really truly thank you for speaking so truthfully and about this real spiritual connection you know if if i can call it that that's that deeper connection to the oneness that you've spoken to me about before this connection to our oneness our 
um, what brings us together and then also what makes us different. You know, we all have these life experiences and so, you know, the way that you've created through your, through mothering, through your life's creations and then through your own personal um, more soul work creations, it is all art. Um, so in saying that, I wonder when, you know, you think of creativity and especially as yourself as a projector, is there anything that's felt really nourishing over the years that you've been able to realise, you know, since being aware of human design? Yeah, so human design has changed my life completely. It's changed the way I think about myself. It's changed the way I think about every other human being on the planet. So I started my motherhood journey copying what my mother did. And my mother, who I now know is a Manny Jen, she's a powerhouse, a whirlwind. She's a, she can do all of the things. And I watched that growing up thinking that that's what a mother does. And so I tried to copy what she did and I completely burnt myself out. I was completely out of alignment. And so now knowing that I am a projector, I can just, I just completely flipped everything. And now I am in alignment. I am certainly not burnt out. And everything is flowing to me beautifully. Like everything is just working out. Mm. Yeah, it's been huge for me. Is there anything specific you you changed? So you said you flipped it, um, you know, from what you saw your mother do. And so what did you sort of implement in your life or start experimenting with as a projector mother? So the first thing was deconditioning from, from the deepest fear of a projector that is you're lazy. Mm-hmm. So that was deep, a deep, deep wound for me. And I even had it reflected back to me I, I believed it so deeply that people would call me lazy and it would just rip my heart open because I am definitely not lazy, but you feel it. Um, and, gosh, I had to set huge, huge boundaries with my family, um, my husband's parents, um, just I it was just again coming out of me I just I couldn't really control it it was just sort of happening and I I didn't run from it I faced it and I I set boundaries um which I needed my own space I needed my own home my own sanctuary um I couldn't just be okay with everyone coming over all the time and everyone being at my house all the time, which I tried to do because, again, that's what my mother did. And um, so I now own the fact that I am a hermit, basically, and I don't accommodate for all of the people all of the time. If, If you want me... Like if I want to see you, you'll know because I will say yes. Like my boundaries are so strong. Mm. Um, 
and rest as a projector is just so huge and I wasn't or if I was I was beating myself up the whole time I was resting and thinking this is wrong you're lazy so now I just completely have this awareness that oh I'm not in an energetic state right now this is a rest phase Mm -hmm. and I know that my children chose me to be their mother and that's a projector so they chose me to be truthful and if I need rest that's going to be inevitably right for them so I don't have to beat myself up if I'm feeling like I need a home day Mm. and then what I found happened was going from trying to do everything just having no energy ever to now having low energy times that last maybe a day, maybe two days, and then I am full of energy and just so much better, so much more in alignment, everything's flowing. Um, so, yeah, mm. that's that's some of the things, but there's so many more. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. It's so potent and enriching to hear of that deconditioning you know your story of deconditioning and how there's different you know really pivotal but also you know the word isn't simple but it's like you know these changes we can make like you said the boundaries and that communicating with your family um, extended family or friends like you know, this is what I'm not available for, but, you know, you'll know I, I love you the same. I love you regardless. There's that regardless piece of, um, and same with your children, like you said, they've truly, they've chosen you and that for you to replenish your own energy is giving them the gift of your um, most effervescent energy, you know, in the, in the couple of days where you have that and then it's like the rest and also modeling that right? Like, you know, if I, I'm not a mother yet, but when, and if I am, it's, yeah, what a gift to have your children witness you in, in honoring yourself, because that is something that maybe many of us have, have seen our parents not do maybe, you know, and everyone's experiences are different, but I think that's really incredible. And I know any projectors tuning in that that would be so helpful and that to follow your own strategy and authority, um, you know, there's that waiting for the invitation, you know, for you as your strategy and how knowing ourselves more, you know, myself as a manifesting generator with a strategy to respond, like just knowing that is this key that unlocks alignment. Like you say, you're feeling so aligned, you're feeling so you know, in your truth and your power. And I wonder if there's anything, you know, specifically strategy-wise with all of the different design types, if there's anything that you feel is really important for people, you know, following our design, our human design, if anything comes up for you, you know, if you've got people you witness that are MGs or generators or anything you feel to speak to around that. Yeah, so I I really feel that using your strategy is one of the most important things that you can do. Um, so for in life and in creativity and just everything, in work, it's all in one bubble. Mm. 
Um, so for many gens and generators, it's responding. So it's with responding also comes emptying out everything that is a no. So that's huge. Um, if you're a generator or a manager coming into this human design journey, um, it's it's emptying out everything that you really wanted to say no to first, allowing space then for things to come to you to respond, and that's a full body yes. Mm. And then the more you say full body yeses, the more they will come to you. It's like a magnet. So that's the one thing um, for manifestors. Oh, gosh, to, <laughs> to my son's a manifester. So this is to watching him and knowing what he's going through. It's super hard even for me because I can't, he doesn't understand. He's 11. He doesn't understand you need to use your authority and all this. So it's just kind of I have to just watch him go through this um so with with manifestors strategy um you need to really stop well it's hard to just stop doing something that you've done forever but just having the awareness that you are allowed to be big you are allowed to be take up huge amounts of space that is what you are here to do you are the fire starters you are here to initiate, to spark interest. Mm. Uh, and I know that it's super hard for you guys, you know, that deep wound that rejectors have, that being lazy will manifest as it's being too big. So, yeah, just knowing that the bigness is your gift for you to to bring others into your your hugeness with you <laughs> like they will come along with you if you are brave enough to to start that just doesn't have to be huge but just having the awareness mm. is so powerful um and generators again with the responding much like manifesting generators so the more you say yes full body yeses the more they will come and yeah your life will change mm. love love that and then there's the reflectors isn't it just to wait like the lunar cycle yeah I, I, I've only ever met one reflector because they're so rare um, <laughs> and you know incredibly intuitive um connected to the the moon and how yeah I wonder it's, it's really curious, isn't it, when there's that slowness to reflectors process um, that isn't reflected in the world, the world we live in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could imagine that deconditioning as a reflector would be very, very challenging because the world just doesn't work in lunar cycles. It works in calendar, very masculine, nine to five ways so mm. structure like and for a reflector it is so special to be surprised just by life what life gives you and each month you are 
carried carried through this just constant oh surprise like now I'm doing this and now I'm with this group of people um or mm. yeah just trusting that that's normal and and so needed <laughs> yes so needed um because as a reflector you are you are if I like to use the analogy of a disco ball um so if we put you into the middle of a room you reflect what's there so if you're in a room of people that are wonderful kind-hearted souls then you reflect that and expand that further Mm. so we need you in the middle of these rooms with these people and places and experience that your life's leading you through to to help fuel everyone to help bring everyone more happiness abundance just all of the the wonderful things that you yeah you bring mm. you help to everyone i love what you're sharing so much about deconditioning and really tuning into our inner wisdom our intuition and that somatic body wisdom that comes with both coming up against what we don't like about the world and what we fit where we feel out of place and then what we want to create you know I see you creating and being such a leader and going first in so many ways in your life and so I'd love to ask you about homeschooling you know motherhood homeschooling and creativity and I suppose your choices you know that you're making that really are an example or a um all I'm, yeah, that vision of you really leading in a way that you desire the world to be, because you mentioned before around, you know, there's this nine to five, um, more masculine and calendar based structure. And I so agree, you know, I'm here for the the cycles and the seasons to take over. (laughs) Um, and so I wonder how, you know, the choices that you're making and especially homeschooling, if you have anything to share with us around, um, your story of that. Yeah, sure. So, um, again, uh, it was a little niggle and I followed and now I don't ever imagine doing anything else. I I would fight to the death <laughs> before I ever um, put my children back into that energy, the the structures, the culture, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just, I can look back on my journey and think, wow, I'm actually proud of myself <laughs> um, because it was really hard. It was really, it was the hardest decision I've ever made, scariest thing I've ever done. Um, and now almost four years on, I think I'm past all of the fear. I've, I've worked through all of that, which was a quite a long road. Um, my son and myself had to go through that together because he did three years in mainstream public schooling. So him and myself had to de-school. So we had to unlearn everything we thought life was about, what childhood was about, what learning was about. Mm. Um, and now we're in a place where 
we've kind of, yeah, we've kind of created our own little world, to be honest. We um, sometimes I go out in the real world and I think, oh my gosh, I'm, I've created a little world all on our own in our little family. Like, wow. Um, so yeah, we just honor ourselves. We honor our, our own energy ebbs and flows. Um, I trust my children. Um, I think if I was to give myself a label as what like type of parent I was, if there was, if I was going to do that, I would say it's trustful parenting. Mm-hmm. So it's trusting that my children have innate divine wisdom within them. They chose me to be their mother, yes, but that doesn't mean I own them or I can make them into anything. I'm here to guide them as a projector, as, as a projector mother. That's that's how I mother. I I guide and I'm here for them if ever they need anything, mm-hmm. present with them fully, but never you need to do this. You must learn this. This is how your life should be. Um, so, yeah, it's very just trusting that they learn what they need to when they need it, if they need it, and honouring their childhood. (laughs) So my 11-year-old still plays games with his little brothers and sisters and my six-year-old daughter walks around, you know, naked, talking to the animals and climbing trees and just... I feel like I'm giving them a childhood. Mm. Wow. And I feel really proud of that. So gorgeous. Thank you for painting that picture of, you know, what it's been like over the last few years of making that decision to step away from the shoulds and then leading, you know, really with sovereignty and both seeing your children as sovereign beings as well. Like I just think that, it's incredible. And also to speak to that, you know, that shoulds and the sovereignty piece around, you know, this is the decision for you. And it's like anchoring into that alignment of how that feels for you and your children. And then I know that, of course, some people tuning in will be choosing to go, you know, to, to school and to um, through different systems. And it's just like whatever, you know, I hear a beautiful recognition also that there's like, this is what we're unlearning and that maybe there's this other people's message or wisdom in this life is to unlearn, you know, something else. And it's like, how can we all be in that collective awareness that we're each making a decision and multiple decisions according to our strategy and authority that really suits us. And it's not about anyone else sometimes, you know, it's just about, oh, this is so divine um, for how, we're meant to live. Mm-hmm. And so with this unlearning and this unschooling to take, um, yeah, that pathway, is there anything in particular you feel like you're really unlearning or unschooling yourself about at the moment with your creativity, you know, as you share your soul work, your photography, your incredible collaboration that you are able to give and gift to to beautiful brands. Um, I wonder if there's anything that's coming up for you at the moment that you're unlearning yourself. Mm. 
So there is definitely lots of that I'm unlearning or have unlearned over the last four years. So first of all, this idea that there is someone more important than me or there is someone that has higher authority over me, uh, that doesn't exist in my world anymore. We are all equal and I have no more authority over anyone else and they not on me. And so that really feels really nice now to go out in the world and just be the same, you know, like I don't feel shy, I don't feel timid, I don't feel afraid to speak what's inside of me because it's we're all just people. So that was really something, like, huge for me. Um Oh, gosh, unlearning. So the fact that, so I also unlearned the fact that, so because I'm now a mother, I need to struggle. I need to, it's hard. Um, it's tiring. It's draining. No, <laughs> it's not. For me, it's a fuel source. It is, and it like I say, it's a creative process on its own. So I now look at my role as a mother in much, much as the way that I look at myself as an artist. Um, so every morning, just to give you a visual, every morning I wake up and I have a blank canvas in front of me. So I maybe enjoy the tools I'm using at the moment to create my my art, my mothering my children and my photography, everything else I choose to do creatively. Um, or I can think, oh, I need to change some things. I need to adjust. And every single morning I wake up and there's a blank canvas again. Yeah. So I can look back and think, wow, my work has come so far and I can just keep going and improving. I don't have to stay stuck. I'm never, ever, ever stuck in what I'm doing. It's a blank canvas every morning. Mm. This is amazing. This is so cool. I feel like I love this conversation and what you're sharing so much because, you know, you're really strongly exemplifying this freedom of choice and fully choosing you know where we are and and the season we're in and that creative resourcing you know and how you said it's a fuel source and mothering is a fuel source and everything you're connecting with you're in co-creation with and how there's of course the reflection process of oh wow my work's come so far but also blank canvas um what am I here to create? What is going to drop in today or what is going to inspire me? And that sounds, you know, so magnificent and something that we can all take and experiment with, you know, in our own way. And maybe it works for some, works for others, but it's just tuning so deeply into what works for you. And you've really led us there today in this conversation about how unlearning, deconditioning and following 
your heart, you know, following that garden, that inner landscape of what is calling to you, what you love. And it's, I just want to celebrate you so much um, for all that you have shared with us and about your story, you know, about the boundaries, communicating, um, realizing what you wanted to tap out of and then tap into, you know, um, what a rich conversation we've been able to explore together. And so I wonder if you'd like to invite people into your world, where would they go? So I'm currently uh, only using Instagram right now because for me using technology has to be a minimum Mm -hmm. because so much of my life is with my children and being present with them. So I am on Instagram um, at the soft mother um, and you'll find a link there to my website. Mm -hmm. Thanks to you, Sophie, for creating for me, by the way. Um, So if you're looking for a website creator, Sophie's your girl, she's got you. Um, So, yeah, that's the softmother.com. And, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm, I write little bits and pieces of my website, but mostly you'll see me showing up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. And the soft mother, I was going to speak to this before and you've reminded me, you know, to ask about that, um, the soft mother, the the gentle, trustful way that you live, you know, the, is that really important to you to have that? that anchor and that sort of wording around the way you live your life? Do you feel that, you know, the soft mother leads you in a way or is in that co-creation? Yes, so the soft mother. So my closest friends all tell me the same thing. I am so, it feels weird saying this about myself, but (laughs) so they say that, I am so pungent and so powerful because I am so soft. I am like water that creeps in the crevices so slowly without you even really realising that you've been affected or touched. And, yeah, that is just encompassing, I guess, the basis of my my essence really, that... Like, yes, I'm mothering my children, but I guess I kind of just am a mother all the time in all things, always. Mm, Wow. Yeah, that's so powerful. Thank you, love, for sharing. And I wonder if there's anything before we round out our conversation that you would like to share after walking in the secret garden together. Is there anything in particular you'd like to reflect on your experience because it's always powerful hearing other people's experience and maybe if someone is considering working with me it would be beautiful for them to know a real life experience of what it might feel like okay yes so okay so again my niggles I I sometimes ask myself okay or ask the higher power or whatever you want to call it but I just I asked one day okay I'm getting nowhere I am just completely engulfed in all of this creativity I don't know what to do with it I don't know where I'm going and I just asked can you help me find someone 
And then a little voice said, oh, my friend Rose, I'll ask her. And Rose led me to Sophie, who I immediately connected with, immediately was like, yes, this is definitely my person. And as a four line, I need to like the people that I'm working with. And so I, yeah, Sophie and I just came together and entered the garden and she just, or you just, um, took everything that was whirling around <laughs> and overwhelming me and also parts of me that I couldn't quite see or wasn't willing to see. I just so effortlessly told you everything and then you just so effortlessly reflected that back to me and it was like, oh, <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> um, and then you just, not only that, but... I have no idea how to do anything structural. Like I am very floaty, artisty, very, I can take a picture and that is it. <laughs> like I cannot create a website. I cannot do all the structure things. And that's where you came in and you just absolutely floored me with what you created for me. And I just felt at the end of our time together, I honestly didn't want to leave. <laughs> I just wanted to stay in the secret garden forever and ever and ever. Uh, but I know that I will be back. Mm. I know that that garden is waiting for me. And do you know how it feels so beautiful that energetically I'm still there and I'm still being held by you? It's been so absolutely beautiful, Sophie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. That's so special. And, wow, I really really appreciate that that piece you shared um every single word you shared of course is just flooring me and melting me I'm gonna try and close this podcast without crying um but just the the energetic of course you're always always in the garden energetically I'm always holding you energetically and that feels so sacred and I feel like the biggest marker of success that I've heard so far in my work so it's just meaning so meaningful oh okay <laughs> gonna close out this um beautiful conversation if there anything you would like to share with us before we say goodbye is there anything on your heart you would like to speak to or had in your you know your mind to to share today in our conversation no we everything it all was all done mm. yeah. amazing Oh, thank you so much for your time and I hope that everyone tuning in enjoys and is able to go and connect with Loretta. You are such a radiant light. Thank you. Thank you, Sophie. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. From wherever you are in the world, I've loved having you with me. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to message me on Instagram or even share this episode to your stories and tag me. You can also rate and review my podcast to help it reach more ears and hearts around the world. Okay, my love, until next time, be well and remember to take moments to earth your energy within. Mm-hmm.